0: Anointed worship, an anointed word, and testimonies. Hallelujah! Amen. And uh, you know it's fun to see with the youth group on Wednesday having the service, and then Fire Starters this morning having the service. You know, you just see young people just just saying what's on their heart. Amen. And um, I don't I don't consider myself too far off the age of the college students, but uh, you know it is. It's it's very good when when the Lord can touch young people to just deliver what's on their heart. Amen. It's not, you know, it's just there's something that's genuine and something that's real about that. And I saw that in the Wednesday service with the Fresh Fire. I saw that this morning with the Firestarter group. And so I'm so blessed to to have both dynamics. Amen. To have the the youth and have the the college students deliver. Um, just, again, what the Lord is speaking to them. And it kind of goes along with tonight. Um, and I'm, we'll see how many parts I do um, on hearing the voice of God. But I think is it's so important to do, to, just to hear His voice and to know how to hear His voice. right? Uh, it's easy to uh, hear something or you feel like you're directed to do something and you're not quite sure. Is that God telling me to do it or is it myself? Or is it a deception? You know, especially if, you have, if you're faced with two decisions and they're both good decisions and, uh, and you're not 100% sure which way to go. I mean, if it's a bad decision and a good decision, it's pretty easy, isn't it? You just pick the good decision. I mean, quote-unquote easy relatively. To having two decisions that look both look good, but having to discern, okay, Lord, what do you want me to do? So we're going to talk about that uh, tonight. But let's just pray before we get started. Father, we thank you for being here tonight. We thank you that your presence is here, that uh, your presence is here, that we can hear your voice. That we can hear your voice, uh, the the Logos word and the Rhema word, Father. That we can hear it uh, in the spoken word and and in the written word, Lord. We just thank you that you are present. We thank you that you want to speak to us. Lord, that we don't just speak to you, but you want to speak to us. And we thank you for that, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think that's a misconception sometimes, and especially in religious circles. is People think, well, yeah, you can talk to God all you want to, but is He going to respond? And people might say, does God actually speak to us? And the answer is, yes, He does. Amen. We're not crazy to think that God speaks to us, because He does speak to us. Amen. And He speaks to us, and di- I don't know why I'm looking over here, there's nobody here. But uh, he, he speaks to us in different ways. He speaks to us through His Word. Maybe he speaks to you through your spouse or through your kids. Amen. Uh, There's no avenue that's too challenging for the Lord to speak to us through. Maybe he speaks to you through an evangelist that comes through. Amen. Through your local pastor, through uh, a mentor, whoever it is, he is speaking to you. amen. And it's important that we discern those voices because especially when we start getting into... Receiving advice or prophecy or or words of knowledge or wisdom from uh, relatives or mentors or pastors or evangelists, different things. They might think that they have heard it, that they didn't miss it. But really, it's up to us to be able to discern and to say, does that does that resonate with me? Does that resonate with my life and the things that are going on right now? And we do that by testing it through here. But back on March 27th, I just spoke on hearing the voice of God, and I, I wanted to continue that tonight, and I want to refresh a little bit. We talked about how God speaks to us today, and he doesn't only speak to believers, but he speaks to unbelievers as well. He spoke to Paul on the road to Damascus, or, yeah, Saul on the road to Damascus, amen, when, when he saw the Lord, and he heard the, the voice of the Lord, and he said, uh, why are you kicking against the goats? Right. And so Paul at the time was an unbeliever. He didn't believe in Jesus. He was religious, but he didn't believe in Jesus. But he talks to us too. He talks to believers. He reminds us of our past experiences. There might be some times where there's a painful experience. But if we're going through a situation, he might remind us of something that happened in the past, how we can deal with it effectively now. He reminds us and he talks about, gives us the sermon on decisions that we make right now. There might be things that you're going through, things, decisions that you have to make that you're not quite sure what the Lord wants you to do. And as you, as you speak to him, as you ask him for guidance and for wisdom, he gives you that wisdom. He gives you that guidance. The Bible says, whoever lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally without reproach. And then he helps us to make good decisions that's going to affect our future, because he is the God of yesterday, today, and forever. So he doesn't just care about your yesterday, he doesn't just care about your today, but he cares about your forever, amen? He cares about your whole life. And God is not a God that's bound, that's bound by time or by space. He's at every time, in every place right now, isn't he? He's already seen our end. He knows what our beginning is. He knows what we're going through now. And if we ask him, I mean, he's the best decision maker we can ever ask, right? He's the best mentor we can ever have. He's the best uh, teacher that we could ever find, Right? And so when we ask Him, we know that His, his answers and His words are true. Amen. Luke eleven twenty eight 28 says, More than that, blessed are those who hear the Word of God and keep it. So God speaks to us and we can hear Him. And like I said, I think a lot of people think they, they can speak to God, but God can't or won't speak back to them. That He's just this God up in the sky. That uh, is, He's just he's up there waiting um, to just show himself huge, you know, and, and to come with the earthquake and the fire and the wind. And um, he's just, that's how he's going to speak when he does or if he does. And I want to tell you that he's going to speak to us in many, many ways. Hallelujah. And in any good relationship on earth, communication works both ways. Amen. I've talked about this before. If I'm going to have a good uh, a good relationship with my spouse, I'm going to be able to communicate to her and she's going to be able to communicate to me. It's the same way, you know, think of, of all the examples of, of Jesus and the church being related to a marriage on earth. And, and how our marriages should emulate the relationship that Jesus had with his bride, the church. So if, if I have to communicate with my spouse to have a good marriage, then when it comes to spirituality, when it comes to having a relationship with Jesus... He also gonna, he's going to communicate with us, just like we have to communicate with Him. Amen? And He knows, He does know what we're going through, and He knows everything about us and what we need, but I don't necessarily agree that we should just not say anything and He just knows it, because the Bible says, ask and you will receive. There's an action that goes along with it. If I just say, well, the Lord knows what I want, so I don't need to come to it with Him in prayer... That's For me, that's a sign of disrespect to him because the Bible says we ask and we receive. So he wants us to ask. There's nothing too silly and there's nothing too outlandish for us to ask God for him to give to us. Or at least for him to answer us. Amen. And tell us if we we don't get it, why we're not getting it. Because he answers things according to his will. Right? So it says, and I can't remember the reference, but we ask and we receive and if we don't receive it, then we ask amiss. The Bible says that he, 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 he grants us our petitions according to his will. Amen. So if we're asking according to the will of God, he's going to hear it. And he's going, to, uh, he's going to answer it. And Paul conveys this relationship between us and the Lord as marriage. And when we talk to him, he talks to us. The Bible says we draw near to him. And what does he do? He draws near to us. Amen. But there has to be a first, it says that we have to draw near first. We have to come closer first. We have to seek, we want to seek him first. I, I had Park Place assisted living uh, this afternoon. And I kind of talked along the same lines of this, just seeking God. Because when you when you're, don't have many places to go when you're at an assisted living, you have, I'm sure you have a lot of time to seek the Lord if you want to. And I think it's such, a, it's such a powerful message that can be for any age group. For whatever stage of life you're in, as long as you seek the Lord, when we start to seek the Lord, He's going to draw near to us. He's going to answer us. He's going to give us the things that we desire, whether it's peace or finances or whatever it is we need in that moment. Amen. And so He knows what we have need of. In that verse the Bible talks about, How we don't have to worry about what we're going to eat because he has he has he knows what we have need of. But it doesn't mean that we don't ask. Just because we ask doesn't mean we're worrying, right? Just because we're petitioning doesn't mean that we're worrying. No, but we're asking, we're petitioning because the Bible says we can, and we we serve a good God who wants to give us good things. Amen. It says in the Bible, if uh, if 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 a son asks for bread, will he give him a stone? Will the the father give him a stone? How much more does our Heavenly Father give good gifts and good things to those who ask of Him? Amen. So we just want to ask. And so we can have that communication with Him. We can hear His voice. And when He talks to us, He usually talks personally to us. There's times where He may give a word of knowledge for somebody else to you. And that might happen for a lot of you. Maybe a lot of us have gotten words of knowledge about somebody else. But also also when we're listening to him, we want to listen to what he's trying to say to us as well. Amen? Because what he really has you individually in mind. You individually he cares about. You individually he wants good things for. And he wants that for all the billions of people on the earth. Remember that when we're reading his word, he's speaking to us through his word. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, For correction, for instruction of righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. So all these things we we look at when we read the Bible, these are the things that are going to be coming through to us. Amen. He's giving us uh, the doctrine that we have for ourselves, not only for ourselves, but the good news that we share with other people. He he uses it for reproof, for correction for us. If we're going down a wrong path, as we read his word, it's like, ooh, I'm going down the wrong path, then what do we do? We repent or we turn another way to go down the path that he has for us. Amen? For instructions of righteousness. If you're unsure what to do or, or how to act around somebody or in a certain situation, just ask for help. He instructs us in righteousness. He instructs us in the way that we go. Hallelujah. And why does he do it? Because so we want, so we can be equipped and complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work, for every good work that he's called us to do. Amen. That we might prove what is the good and the acceptable and the perfect will of God. Amen. So we want to be in the perfect will of God. And that's why we speak to him. That's why we talk to the Lord and want to hear his voice. So tonight I want to talk about discerning God's voice, the voice of the Lord. And it's an important time to be able to discern his voice. Amen. There's a lot going on in the world, not just here, but all over the all over the or all over the, the world, with persecutions and different things, corruptions, and all the different things that we've talked about, and, and that have been going on for a long time. I know uh, Nigeria. Uh, there's awful things are just awful in Nigeria with with uh, um, with Christians being attacked and and just cold-blooded murdered. And that's persecution, right? That's those are things that are going on that we, we don't want to be um, naive about. We don't want to be ignorant about. But we know that through the Holy Spirit, you know. So on Wednesday morning or on Wednesdays when we pray, we always pray for the nations as well. We pray for those brothers and sisters in Christ because it's important that people know that they have people, they have others on their side, brothers and sisters of the same faith that are fighting with them. Amen. Doing things. Hallelujah! So I want to talk about discerning God's voice from other voices. The Bible says in John 10:27 that my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. <clears throat> so if Jesus is our true shepherd, we need to be able to discern His voice from others, right? Because a lot of voices that are going to be that are going to be going around, uh, you know, whether it's another pastor, or evangelist, or uh, you know, televangelist, whoever you listen to, whoever you read. There's all these different voices that come. And some of them are, are filled with the breath of life from the Lord. Amen. There's some voices that we listen to or that we books that we read. and We're like, wow, that was really good. But then there's some that we read or voices that we listen to that maybe sound scriptural or sound spiritual. But we want to discern and make sure that, is this really what God is saying to his church right now? <clears throat> if we're reading the Bible, we can discern his voice. Uh, you know, from, from other things that are going on, we can, we can look in the Bible and say, well, that's not, whatever's happening over here, that's not right. But what if, what about another, what about a pastor or an evangelist or a prophet that says something spiritual? What if someone we've listened to for years says something that seems a little off to us? Are we able to discern it from the Lord's voice? Can I tell you what, right now there's a lot of, there's just, there's just a lot of noise. And the Bible says that in the end times there will be false prophets that rise up and try to deceive people and try to lure people off away from the truth. I love uh, in one of the letters in Revelation to the churches, John or the, the, uh, the angel said, um, don't leave your first love or go back to your first love. Amen. And so sometimes when things get too distracting or noises around us, we just need to stop. We need to think, okay, my first love is Jesus. Okay, what would, the old saying, what would Jesus do? WWJD. Remember, the, remember was the band, WWJD? I had them on like my playlist thing. I can't remember. It was uh, iTunes. No, I think it was back before iTunes. But what would Jesus do? And sometimes we just need to ask ourselves that question what would Jesus do? What would Jesus say in this situation? Right? Is he going to come at me with judgment and being harsh or is he going to come at me with peace and love and joy? Second <clears throat> Corinthians eleven twelve <clears> 12 <throat> says, But what I do, I will also continue to do that I may cut off the opportunity from those who desire an opportunity to be regarded just as we are in the things of which they boast. Such are false apostles. deceitful workers transforming themselves into apostles of Christ and no wonder for Satan himself transforms himself into an angel of light therefore it is no great thing if his ministers also transform themselves into ministers of righteousness whose end will be according to their works so it's talking about these end times where there's going to be ministers of light but there's also going to be those that come acting like ministers of light acting like those that are trying to lead you down the right path of righteousness. Amen? So Satan does it himself, and then his ministers also can transform into ministers of righteousness. And I tell you what, people that are, are, are trying to deceive you, that's their goal is to deceive you. That might be a little easy to discern, but what about those that don't think they're being deceptive? Deceptive. Ministers that believe that they're preaching the truth. Just think, Paul, he thought he was preaching the truth. He thought he was saying the right things. Amen? So we want to be ready. We want to be guarded. Amen? We want to guard our heart. Pastor Dave talked about this in a recent message. If someone's talking about the judgment of God in this time, it's not of God. There's no. He's not coming to judge us right now. There's no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Amen? So he's not coming to condemn us. He's not coming to bring judgment on us, there will be a time for that, but not right now. Right now we're in a time of grace. And so we're warned over and over again in the scriptures not to follow strange doctrines that deviate from the word. Another example is Acts 20. Acts 20, verse 28 says, Therefore take heed to yourself and to all the flock among which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers. So he's talking to pastors here to shepherd the church of God for which he purchased with his own blood. For I know this, that after my departure, savage wolves will come in among you and not sparing the flock. What does that mean, not sparing the flock? They don't care. <laughs> People don't care how they're, who they're going to hurt or how they're going to hurt you. Yeah. Also from among yourselves, men will rise up speaking perverse things to draw away the disciples after themselves. And I, I, just, I say this because this is what the Lord's really been burning in my spirit, burning in my heart, that... If you haven't experienced it yet, yet, there is a time, and this will come, that, that savage wolves are, wolves are going to come among us to steal the word of God. To steal the seed of the word of God that was planted in us. Amen. And I'm not saying that I, everything I say is always correct. I'm not saying that I'm better than anybody else, or that Pastor Dave is better than anybody else. But when we say something, and you don't agree with it, go to the word. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying, don't just take anybody's word for what the Bible is telling you. Go and search the Bible yourself. Also among yourselves, men will rise up, speak in perverse things, to draw away uh, away the disciples after themselves. And, and just the fact that he, he gave this warning means that there will be disciples that are drawn away. Amen? This isn't just an empty warning, but this is a warning that Okay, we need to hold fast to the Word of God today. We need to hold fast to the Word of God. We need to uh, take it at face value. Amen? And this is specifically, again, talking about leaders and overseers of the church. People that the Lord has trusted to be shepherds of the flock of local churches that they're a part of. Right? And so I just, I encourage you, test the things that you hear. Test the prophecy. When you hear a prophecy from somebody on online or you know on, on TV or on Facebook or wherever, test it. Look to the Word. Is it a New Testament prophecy? Is it something that would line up with the character of God? Is it something that is going to line up with what the Bible says at the end times? Because last time I talked about it too, the Bible says we don't know the times and the seasons. So it doesn't just say that we don't know the end time, we don't know the time he's coming back, but we don't know the times and the seasons of some of these things that are going to happen. So you have people that are prophesying destruction and death and, and when certain events are going to happen, but the Bible says that we shouldn't even be, that shouldn't be our goal to look for, but our goal to look for is, okay, how can I save somebody? How can I save somebody's soul, right? How can I preach the gospel in a way that people will understand? One thing that I've learned just in the last, I don't know, 10 years, you know, I've done uh, youth ministry, I've done jail ministry, I've done nursing home ministry, I ministered here, I ministered to little kids, kids night out, different things. And you start to understand the different ways to reach the groups of people that you're ministering to. And I always think it's kind of cool. I mean, you know, you can't get as wide of a variety as that right there, going from the jail crowd to the little kids, you know, to the, to the people that are in assisted living. And so you, you, you hear from the Lord to say, okay, how should I minister this? Because I guarantee if I minister something in the jail, that's not going to have the same weight if I'm ministering to three-year-olds and four-year-olds and five-year-olds. It's not going to have the same weight if I'm ministering to, to those in Park Place Assisted Living. If I'm saying, you got to get your act, you know, I don't say that. But if I say, the Lord loves you, he wants you to clean up your life, he wants you to live for him, is that going to really, how is that going to affect the, the people up at Park Place? It might, right? But a lot of times, if they're, if they're there and if they're going to service, they're willingly going to service, then I mean, they already love Jesus. So what am I doing? Which I want to encourage them too, but in a different way. Amen? And so when I, you know, even just if I, if I have, a, if I have a, a message or a sermon, I like to just sit down and just kind of think. I just like to think about what, what, I, want to, what I want to say. I want to think about what the Lord wants me to say. Do I hit it every time? Probably not. But at least I'm giving myself the opportunity. I'm putting myself in position to hear from God. Amen? And we can all do that. Peter sums this up uh, really well, and he gives insight into discerning good doctrine in 2 Peter 3, in the New Living Translation. He says, And remember, our Lord's patience gives people time to be saved. Pastor Dave talks about this a lot. He's long-suffering towards us. He's long-suffering to those who don't know him, and you see people that don't know him live a long time, but it says he's patient and gives them time to be saved. This is what our beloved brother Paul also wrote to you with the wisdom God gave him, speaking of these things in all of his letters. Some of his comments are hard to understand, and those who are ignorant and unstable have twisted his letters to mean something quite different. So again, we talked about those that are actively trying to deceive the church, but then now we're talking about those who are ignorant, who just don't know. Who are unstable, who maybe haven't dug into what he's trying to say, and it says that he's twisted his letters to mean something quite different, just as they do with other parts of the scripture, and this will result in their destruction. Verse 17. So you already know these things, dear friends, so be on guard that you will not be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose your own secure footing. Rather, you must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. All glory to him, both now and forever. Amen. I was reading this book by Rick Joyner called The Vision. And in this vision that he had the Lord gave him, he's on this mountain, and they're fighting against the evil hordes of the devil. And so the higher you go on this mountain to these different levels, the more uh, in the glory of God that you get. And so you could be like kind of at the base, and it's just wonderful. It's amazing. But then you go up to the next level, and and what was at the base seemed even kind of mundane and not very, you know, um, just not as good as the next level. And you keep getting up these levels. And what happens as in this vision, as he continued to go up the levels, pride started filling his heart. Because, you know, you get in the glory of the Lord and you think, wow, I'm the best. I'm I'm great. And uh, and he's, pride started filling his heart. And he, he looked down and he started getting closer and closer to the ledge of this mountain without knowing it. And I thought that really um, speaks to this scripture that um, we don't want to be carried away by the errors of these wicked people and lose our own secure footing. Amen. So we don't want to be deceived. You know, a lot of times the Bible says pride comes before a fall. Amen. We don't want to get prideful and deceived thinking that we know everything there is to know about the word, everything there is to know about um, Christianity or the scriptures. And so as we read, there might be things that you're like, ooh, I was wrong on that. Maybe it sounded good. I mean, there's, scripture, there's sermons from two or three years ago that I look back and I'm like, ooh, I missed it. I would never teach that way today. Maybe it was a, a, it was a wrong thing or maybe it was just something I wouldn't say today. But every day we want to grow. Every day we want to we get better knowing that, that we're not perfect, knowing that we're going to make mistakes, amen? So he tells us to grow, amen, and he tells us to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus. And that's how we start discerning other voices. When we understand the grace of God on the, on the world and our lives and the knowledge of who he is, we begin to understand that he is perfect and he has all the fruits of the spirit for us. So whenever the Lord speaks to us, amen, this is one way to discern his voice when he speaks to us, is it full of love? Is it full of joy? Is it full of peace, or patience, or kindness, goodness, gentleness, faithfulness, or self-control? Does it have those attributes with that voice that he speaks to you with? Does it have, have those attributes? Is it a loving voice? Is it a voice full of peace? Amen. And if it is, then we can, really, we can say, ah, oh. we can say, this is the Lord speaking to me. Amen. Because the devil, even though he, he tries to transform himself into an angel of light, he's not going to speak peace. He's not going to speak love. Amen? And so we can look at the fruits of the Spirit as a guide sometimes to when we're getting a word from the Lord Himself or from, through, through, uh, through others from Him. And then we can say, does that line up with the Word of God? The Bible says there's no deceit in His voice. There's no fear, there's no anxiety or ill will or harsh words towards us. He only speaks peace. Anything that goes against peace is not the Lord. Sometimes things may sound good, but we want to be wise in those times when listening to leaders and prophets. It may be something that, you know, there's there's times where if I'm listening to somebody, there's something that I want to hear and there's something that I need to hear. Does that make sense? So if I'm listening to somebody and I have itching ears to make me feel good in what I'm doing, whether it's whether it's unrighteousness or it's just uh, a decision that I've made that maybe isn't bad but that's I'm going towards that decision that's what I want to do and I hear that word um, that might not be the word that he's trying to tell me amen maybe he's not always going to tell us what we want to hear but he's going to tell us what we need to hear amen he's going to tell us the things that are going to help us in life James one five says, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. Again, he's not going to say, oh, that was a stupid question, Randon. Why'd you ask me that? No, he's not going to rebuke you for, for asking him a question. Amen. He might tell you lovingly, that's not the right question to ask. <laughs> he might guide you in a different direction. But he's not going to say, don't ask that. Don't ask me anything. Don't ask me that question. If you're not sure about a prophecy that was spoken over you, don't just take it without question. Look in the Word. Ask God for that wisdom. Again, he doesn't think we're dumb if we ask. In fact, if we ask, we're already being wise. Amen? If we ask, think of Solomon. You know, when God asked, I'll give you whatever you want. He said, I want wisdom to judge and rule your people, to lead your people. And he said, because you didn't ask for riches and honor and glory and all those other things, but for wisdom, I'm going to give you wisdom and everything else that you didn't ask for. Everything else that maybe in his heart Solomon really wanted. Maybe Solomon really desired all that stuff, the honor and the glory and everything. But what did he do? He made a wise choice. He said, Lord, I want to be wise. That's First and foremost, that's what I want. I tell you what, if there's something in your life that you really want, um, but you come to the Lord and you submit yourself to God and you come to Him humbly. Not only is He going to give you what you need, but there's going to be once in your life that He's going to give you as well. There's going to be things in your life that He's going to give you so that you can further His kingdom. Because remember, anything that we have is not our own, but it's always, we want to use it to glorify the Lord. We want to use it to speak good words to His people. Amen? Anyone who speaks the word into your life will be wise according to the Lord and not according to man. We will know how good it is by two things. The peace we have about it now and the fruit that comes later. Amen. If you're wondering if there's been a word spoken over you that was good or bad, think about these two things. Did you have peace when it was said? And what was the fruit of that word? Amen. If we, if, we, if we narrow it down to those two and we get back and we see that the fruit was good and we had peace, then we can say, wow, what a word from the Lord. James so 3.13 says, If you're wise and understand God's ways, prove it by living an honorable life, doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. Again, wisdom and humility go together. Amen. But if you're bitterly jealous and there's selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying, for jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual, and demonic. For wherever there is jealousy and selfish ambition, there you will find disorder and evil of every kind. And I want to look at verse 17, and this is the wisdom we want to follow—not just when we, uh, when the Lord gives us something, but when we're listening to other voices, when we listen to other. Um, uh, prophetic words and and messages and different things. Verse 17 says, But the wisdom from above is, first of all, pure. It's also peace-loving. It's gentle at all times. And it's willing to yield to others. Amen? It's willing to yield to others. That's why I can honestly say, I can stand up here and I can say, if you don't agree with something... Go to the Word. If you don't agree with something I say, go to the Word. And hopefully, when if I'm doing my job correctly, I'm also, I have my heart open too in saying, Lord, was that right? I'm always, I want to make sure that I'm doing good by you and by the Lord in saying things that are going to uh, lift you up. Th- saying things that are going to uh, help us in our walk. Because the Bible says, for my job, he gave us some pastor's Uh, prophets evangelists pastors teachers there's another one i missed in there Um, for the equipping of the saints for the work of the ministry amen and so for pastor dave and i that's what we want to do that's what we try to do every single time we speak we want to equip the saints it's not just you but it's us i'm trying i want to equip myself too i need to continue to get better and better and stronger and stronger in the lord amen so it's willing to yield to others it's full of mercy and the fruit of good deeds It shows no favoritism, and it's always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. I encourage you, if you're somebody, if you have an avenue to speak into somebody's life, if you have an avenue to give somebody a word, make it a word of peace. Make it a word of hope and joy. Amen? Because it says, peacemakers will plant seeds of peace. We want to plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness for ourselves. Amen? The last verse I have here, Psalm 85.8. I listen carefully to what God the Lord is saying, for he speaks peace to his faithful people. But let them not return to their foolish ways. Again, when the Lord speaks to you, he's going to speak peace. He's going to speak love. He's going to speak joy. Amen? Not saying that he's not going to correct us. The Bible, Bible says that he prunes us through his word. Amen. He prunes us through his word. So there's going to be times where we're reading things and we're going to get a kind of a prod that you know, this, you're, this is the way you're going, this is the way you need to go. But he's going to do it in a loving way. He's going to do it in a, in a, in a sweet way. Uh, one more story and I'll, I'll close. Uh, Kenneth Hagin was talking in his book, Believer's Authority, and I know I've said it here before because I absolutely love the book, um, Believer's Authority. But he was—he was talking about—he um, was hearing, getting instructions from the Lord, and this demon put up a smoke screen in front of him and Jesus, and uh, was making all this noise. And and Kenneth Hagin said, "Lord, why didn't you take this thing away from me?" And and um, and uh, he was—he—he he was getting distracted. He couldn't think. And all of a sudden he said, "In the name of Jesus, get!" And just like that, the demon left, smoke stream away. And he, and yeah, and Kenneth again said, Lord, why didn't you do anything about it? And he said, Because he said, if you wouldn't have done anything, I couldn't have done anything. And uh, I love the end of the story. He says, Lord, I I've read the book Bible thousands of times. Um, I've never seen I've never seen that in your word. He said, I'm gonna need three examples. And he said, the Lord smiled at him sweetly and said, I'll give you four. That's how he corrects us, that's how he responds to us, amen. With that, with that gentle, with that sweetness, with that smile. Amen? So I just encourage you, whatever you hear from, from this place, from Holy Life Tabernacle, from other places, use discernment, use judgment. Amen? Uh, if something doesn't register in your spirit, ask God about it. There's an open communication. There may be in the Old Testament there was a gap. There was God and there was man, but Jesus bridges the gap. Amen? So we can ask things of him freely. Hallelujah! I'm going to continue on with hearing the voice of the Lord on Wednesday, and it's going to be good. I just, it's it's fun. It's fun to do. It's fun to teach uh, what the Bible says about that. So Father, we just thank you for uh, for your voice. That you're, we're we're your sheep, and we hear your voice, Lord. That you're talking to us. You're speaking to us all the time, Lord. Help us just to continue to discern, to uh, not be bathed when it comes to spiritual things, Lord. But to be able to have the meat of the Word. And we give you all the praise and glory. Lord, I thank you for blessing everybody here tonight. Lord, that their week goes well, that they can, that it can be faith filled, that it can be filled with peace, Lord, uh, prosperity and health. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Give the Lord a clap offering. Amen. If anybody needs prayer tonight and come on up, otherwise we'll see you on Wednesday. You are dismissed.